Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that no matter who you are, where you are, whatever brings you to this specific podcast at this time in your life, I trust that the words that are I have to share with you are going to be impactful for you in some way. Whether you have a breakthrough today, or whether this just plants the seeds for something new, something different, hearing something in a different way than perhaps you've considered before, that that, I trust that that is going to be beneficial for you. You are listening to this for a reason, and I invite you to just listen for something new, a new insight, a new idea, a new perspective that might help create the shift that you are looking for in your relationship with food. So I've been thinking a lot about what keeps people stuck in the cycle of binging. And I really think that fear is at the heart of a lot of it. So I want to explore this today. Is fear keeping you in the binge cycle? And so as you listen to this, if you are somebody who is in the binge cycle with food, I want you to just consider, is fear a part of it? And listen for if you can see yourself in any of the examples and what I'm going to share with you today. So when I think about the fear and what I see with so many people who are stuck in this cycle is it really shows up as two extremes. So on the one hand, you have people who try to be very rigid with their food. They think they need to control everything. And so the fear here is that they will gain weight if they don't do their very specific, very rigid things with food. Now, on the other hand, the other extreme is people who have been through the diet binge cycle enough to know that for the most part, diets fail. They often lead the pendulum to swing the other way, resulting in a binge. And so these people, they have very much, they have shunned diets. They are no longer going to be rigid with their food. And so uh, what I see with these people is they're not binging in the way that they used to, but they become so committed to the anti-diet approach that they shun any sort of structure or rigidity altogether. And the fear on this end of the spectrum is If I put any rigidity into my food, any sort of structure into my eating, then that is a diet. 
that would be like a diet. And either I would be contributing to diet culture, and I don't want to do that, or my brain would perceive this as a diet and then rebel, and I would end up back where I was with the kind of diet binge cycle. So I think that's the fear on uh, on the other side. And when that happens, when you're on this other extreme of the kind of uh, the more anti-diet, shunning any sort of structure altogether, what happens, what I see happens is this results, this often, not always, but often results in significant weight gain and a decrease in mental or physical energy. So with these people on the other end of the spectrum who are the anti-diet, I will not diet again, no more structure, no more rigidity around food. I see them, I see these people often ending up in one of two places after they, they kind of have this period of the rejection of diet culture. They go through, they say, forget it, no more. They gain a bunch of weight. They have this decrease in mental or physical energy. Then these people end up in one of two places. So they either just get fed up with the weight gain and they decide they would rather be thin. And so they go back to diets thinking diets are going to get them there. They do it with their old diet mentality and the body knows what's up and it will rebel. It's almost like a post-traumatic diet response. And this is why some people will binge simply at the thought of dieting when they used to be able to go weeks, if not months on a diet before going off the rails. This person just decides, I'm just going to stay in this cycle, this diet binge cycle spending tremendous amounts of mental energy on the process and feeling like a failure the whole time. The other side of this that I see is people, so you have people that gain a lot of weight, they decide they're done with diets no matter what. I'm going to eat everything no matter what. So this can result in significant weight gain in a short period of time. Then that person becomes so full of shame thinking about their weight and what others are going to think of them. So they stay at home or they have a lot of mental anguish if and when they go out to be with people that they haven't seen in a while. They're also generally only operating from the part of the brain that wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and use as little energy as possible. When there's no structure in place, when there are there's no kind of guidelines or anything else in place, it's it's like, okay, I'm just going to decide in the moment, in that very moment, and it becomes from that part of the brain that does want that, right? Seek pleasure, avoid pain, use as little energy as possible. And because when that part of the brain is is operating, the the person is going to become more sedentary. And often depression can kick in or can escalate. So for this person, their thoughts may not be all consumed on food as they used to be in the past because now they're just eating whatever they want, whenever they want. But what can happen is that the focus and the thoughts can turn to the body and the increased weight and the body size. So as you're listening to this, can you see any bits or pieces of yourself in these examples. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not here to say whether someone will or won't gain weight as they unwind their binge eating. Sometimes weight gain happens. Sometimes weight loss happens. 
And there can be a lot of different factors at play. The problem that I see with some of the anti-diet movement is that it becomes a rebellion against any sort of structure. And I believe that most of us benefit from structure in some ways. And some people benefit from a lot of structure. And so to me, the problem isn't the structure or the limits. It's the emotion or the feeling behind them. If you're creating structure because you think you can't control yourself without it, that is coming from fear. If you're creating structure because you know it will help keep you on track and on a path you want to be on, I think that's an amazing place to be. We don't tell business owners to not set goals, have financial plans, or set up meetings and progress monitoring. Those things are generally very useful for helping a business owner know where they are going and to have a path to get there. The business owners look at these things to discern the overall health and longevity of the business. Now, the subject of health and longevity in humans can be very subjective, and we can't always measure it with external factors. I am not advocating for regular weighing, and I definitely don't agree with the BMI scale. But I do think that it's problematic when people shun any sort of structure around eating, which ends up creating a negative consequence on the person's overall physical and emotional health. So I think that most people who end up gaining a lot of weight are still missing the skill of connecting with their bodies. They're often using food to disconnect. And that's a very different reason than eating as a result of prior diet or restriction. So I was talking to a person this week in this situation. She has drawn a clear line in the sand saying she will not diet again. She can very clearly see the correlation between thinking about dieting or trying to lose weight, and her binge behaviors. And so because of this, she's also decided she doesn't want any structure at all around her food. And she thinks that any attempt at a structure would be like a diet, and that would be bad. However, this is also leading to all-day grazing, using food to disconnect from emotions, and not really experiencing any hunger signals. Now. I can't know how anyone should eat or what the best answer is for any specific person. However, if you are listening to this podcast, chances are you aren't happy with your current eating behaviors around food. So I invite you to consider, is it possible that the thing you fear might lead you to binge? is actually keeping you in the disordered pattern with it. If you are more of a rigid eater, trying to have lots of structure and control, a lot of rules, foods you don't eat, 
What do you fear would happen if you developed a more flexible eating style? One where maybe you allowed some more foods, either the type of foods, the quantity of foods that you eat, or the frequency with which you eat. What's your fear there? If you're on the other end and you've rebelled against diet culture, you don't want to have any structure at all with your food, what do you fear would happen if you added more structure to your eating? Okay, I want to ask you a question. I want to invite you to reflect on this. When you just answered that question in your mind, whichever question was more appropriate for you, when you answered it in your mind, did your mind go to the extreme of what you fear? So for me, when I, I used to be on the very rigid end, I was very rigid around what I ate, when I ate, how much I ate. I was so convinced that if I let go of my rules and I relaxed my eating, that I would eat everything, that I would just be out of control, I would eat all of the food, and that I would gain hundreds of pounds, hundreds, multiple hundreds of pounds. I was convinced. I was just sure that if I allowed myself to eat what I wanted, that I would eat in the way that I ate when I binged. And so I felt like I was just sure that my very tight reins and the tight control was how I would prevent the out-of-control eating. And that if I let that go, that the out-of-control eating would be even more out-of-control and it would never stop. That was my fear. So that fear kept me holding on to my rules so tightly. But the irony was that those rules were actually what was contributing to the binges. Now, if you are more on the other end of the spectrum, maybe you fear that adding structure would feel like a diet to you or that you would be contributing to diet culture. So what is the fear there? What is, if, if it did feel like a diet, what's the fear? The fear that you would think it was a diet and then you would rebel and then you would binge and eat more? Or you just don't want to be, there's something about the diet culture, that anti-diet, diet culture, no, I can't be seen on that side of it because I have decided that diet culture is so bad, it's so wrong. I don't want to be doing anything that seems like I might be contributing to that. But what if in doing that, you are contributing to worse health for yourself, emotional health, physical health? It doesn't have to be black and white. What if no matter where you are in this, wherever, wherever you see this, what if there is a place in the middle? What if there is a place for flexible eating that also involves structure and routine? What if on the one end, we allowed ourselves to say yes more often? If you are often saying no to yourself, around food? What if you allowed yourself to say yes more often? What might that look like? If you 
say yes to yourself around food all the time, what would it look like if you allowed yourself to say no more often? So which end of the spectrum are you on? Are you saying no to yourself a lot? Or are you saying yes to yourself a lot? What are you afraid would happen if you did something different? If you gave yourself a different response from a loving place. Now, this is so key. It needs to come from a loving place. We don't say yes to ourselves with full just permission or no to ourselves with punishment. There is this yes and no that comes from love. I often use the example of kids because we can all understand their decision-making skills are not always the best because their prefrontal cortex isn't fully formed. They can't really think through everything about their actions or the consequences or what else might happen in their decisions. Most kids benefit from some sort of structure, some more than others. This is because on their own, They would just do things they wanted in the moment for that immediate gratification. As adults, we help them navigate this. We help them figure out the right time to play and have fun, and also the time to eat, the time to nap, help around the house. You don't expect kids to have zero fun, but you also don't let them eat every piece of candy they want when they want it. So why should you be any different as you approach yourself? Is there a fear that's keeping you from having more flexibility or more structure in your eating? Could this fear be the thing that's actually keeping you in the pattern with food? Identify what that fear is. Then question it. Is it really true? Can I know for sure that it's true? What if the opposite was true? What if I didn't gain weight? What if I felt more in control by letting go of control? What if adding some structure into my eating helped me to assess and address other areas in my life that might need to be tended to? What if it was helpful to my body and my overall physical and emotional health? What I often see is people who don't have structure in their eating and they eat when they want. They are often with the with those choices around food, they're often eating to cover up other things. There are things going on underneath the food that can't even be seen. They can't be assessed. They can't be addressed if we're just covering them up with food. But if there is no structure, there's no guidelines, there's no, we have no, there's nothing in place for us to even see what else is going on because we just keep covering it with the food. 
So many binge eaters live in the extreme, in the all or nothing. It's this type of thinking and this mentality that sometimes can get us in the pattern in the first place. And even if it's not what got us there in the first place, it can be what keeps us there. That's what we're exploring today. There's this fear of what might happen in the space in between, in between that all or nothing. So I invite you to get curious. What might it look like for you to live in the space in between? Identify the thoughts that prevent you from going there. Is it possible that things could be different? What might that look like for you? All right, I've given you a lot to think about, a lot to explore today. I invite you, if you are a person who likes to journal, pull out a journal. If you don't like to journal, you don't have to answer these questions on paper. But what I invite you to do is take some time, some some space to yourself and just think about these things. Maybe you go for a walk and just let these ideas, these concepts, these considerations, let them float around in your mind without any other uh, input, without music, without the TV on in the background, without the kids screaming at you, without any other input. Just let these ideas and concepts float around in your mind and see what comes up for you. If you don't want to go for a walk, just drive around in the car without any music, with nothing else. Think about it in the shower. Give your brain some time and some space to ponder these ideas and to ponder these questions. So often, just like I was just talking about, so often we are constantly taking in information. We're constantly consuming, whether it's information, whether it's podcasts, books, anything else. What we're not doing is giving ourselves space to see what's happening inside, underneath. Give yourself some space and some time to reflect on these questions, to reflect on what fears might be in place that might be keeping you in this cycle. All right, that's what I have for you this week. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you would like to dive even further into these concepts that will help you break through your barriers to food freedom, come to my next masterclass. I take the ideas you learn about on the podcast to the next level in a way you may have never heard before. Sign up at bingebreakthrough.com. I hope to see you there.